And welcome back to Internet Fried Brains. Sorry you missed us last week. My computer decided that... Uh, it no, wanted... we had to go out and chase Shane. He was lost at sea. And uh, yeah, we had to flag the, the ship down and, and rip him off of it. Yeah. Something, uh, I, I don't speak Somalian, so I'm not really sure what you got up to, uh, <laughs> while you were gone, but, uh, it's great to have you back. I'm not, a, I'm not at liberty to discuss. So Somalian um, pirates, we... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Uh, we're your hosts. My name is Jason. I'm Sammy. I'm Shane. We, uh, started the show because, uh, to be honest... We kept recording, we kept having conversations saying we should record them, and we decided that we're going to start doing that. And uh, this is episode four. Uh, on the show, we talk about all sorts of stuff and sometimes also things. Once in a while, we may even throw in a fact. Most of the agenda is written by ourselves. Some of it is pre-planned and half of it's on the fly. If there's a topic you'd like to hear more about, or if you just want to say thanks or send us hate mail or corrections, always feel free to hit up our inbox at podcast at jorts.tech. We'll do some, as usual, quick introductions and backgrounds and an icebreaker question for the week. This week's icebreaker question is going to be, what game did you initially try and not like, and then went back and had a great time with? I'll start with introductions. My name is Jort, and my job is computer. Uh, my game that I started that I really didn't like at first and then went back to is uh, PvP multiplayer, specifically of Halo 3. I was really at the time that that came out like 2007 i was really into console gaming and really into super smash brothers i was getting into competitive super smash bros at that point and i was so bad at fps games on controller because i'd been playing counter-strike on pc for four years at that point i just couldn't hang and i kept getting my uh ass kicked in lobbies and i was like nah man i'm not doing this I'm going to go play something I'm good at. And I'd go back to Super Smash Brothers. And then in 20, what was it? 2019, when Master Chief Collection came out on PC, I was like, all right, cool. I'll get back into it. And then like four months later, when it was actually functional and stable, I was able to go back in and play <laughs> Halo 3 multiplayer. And I've had a great time say, playing it. Remind me again how we met. What game? Playing Halo 3 multiplayer on Master Chief <laughs> Collection. Well, bam! Uh, it's funny how things like that You want to go next then, Shane? It sure is. Yeah, Shane, why don't you go next? Uh, hi, I'm Shane. If anybody knows the cure to having musical stuck in your head, please let me know. Um... Oh, I got you, buddy. Oh, oh my God, what a throwback. <laughs> Holy shit. Fun fact, I tormented myself into finishing a paper in a night by playing the 10-hour loop of that song and locking the tab. Fun fact, we one time locked our buddy Tyler in a closet and then played the Narwhal song on repeat on the 10-hour loop. Oh, uh, I think that's that, actual torture. That violates the Geneva Convention. To this day, if Tyler hears that song, he just gets unreasonably angry. No, and, that's uh, called PTSD, favorites. Sammy. <laughs> We That's were, called post-traumatic you know, stress disorder. We we you we had fun. tortured a man. We had, we have fun. We have fun. No, no, you didn't. We did. No part of that is fun. God, you're I coming like to you. my bachelor party. 
Um, Hope you like narwhals. <laughs> I my game is uh, Monster Hunter. Like, okay, as a I whole, can see that because I my buddy had it for the PSP, and I tried <laughs> it and absolutely fucking hated it. I thought it was too grindy and didn't like the controls. Um, actually didn't get back into it until Monster Hunter 3 on the 3DS. Still didn't like the controls, but I had people to play with at that point. Something, um, and then something Monster grind set. <laughs> yeah, and then Monster Hunter World came out and they flopped everything to be, you know, normal-ish. Mm -hmm. And I really love Monster Hunter. I still play it to this day. Nice. My, my fiance is obsessed one. with it. Him and his brothers all got into the Monster Hunter Rise, I think it is, the mobile game for it, which is like Pokemon Go, but oh, Monster Hunter. Uh, Monster Hunter Next, I think it is, or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that could be it, yeah. They're all very into more. that, and uh, it's it's almost problematic because anywhere we go, they all like huddle up somewhere. And anytime I yell at them that I want to, like, we got to move on, we got to go do this other thing, his brother, his older brother goes, we are the only people in this town that are protecting the civilians like you from monsters. And I'm like, Evan, I fucking hate you. We salute <laughs> you, brave heroes. Yeah. Funny that you uh, say it like that. I'm Sammy. Uh, I also go by Cyber, uh, Cyber Dizzy. Uh, big nerd, serial hobbyist. I... If you can think of it, I have tried it probably when it comes to any kind of crafting. I'm currently using all my willpower not to get into glass work. So wish me luck on that. Like glass um, blowing? Not blowing, no, but like glass beadwork um, oh, and small figurines and stuff. It's it's really, it's I've looked very into it and I want to do it very bad. But I also have an entire art studio in my house filled with things that I've played with for a week and then never touched again. I could like start Three my own weeks library. Now, Sammy is building a forge and kiln in her backyard so she can start doing I used to do metal glass. work. Welcome, I used welcome to, to do metal work. Welcome to Cyber Dizzy's blacksmithing channel today. We're going to be making a sword from Devil May Cry. I've uh, made a knife. My buddy has a blacksmith uh, forge in his house. I've made my own knife before. Actually, it's for... Anyway, my... None of My this game. shocks me. I've known you for too long. I have ADHD. Um, <laughs> my game? game that I tried was Deep Rock Galactic. When it came out on Xbox, uh, Xbox Game Pass initially, I think I played it for like an hour and I was like, this sucks. This is a bad game. I will never enjoy this game. And all my friends got super into it and they like kept trying to harass me to get back into it. And then about a month ago, maybe two, my friend Penny has, I'm sorry, I don't mean to out you right now, but they have about a thousand hours in Deep Rock. And I was like, well, it's got to be. Oh, this is be not peer right. pressure they warned me about in Dare. It wasn't even, they didn't even <laughs> tell me to get it, but I was like, you got a thousand hours. So I got it and Rock I started and stone, playing it. Not even and once. Now, oh, I am so obsessed with Deep Rock. It's, it's so good. I literally cannot put the game down at this point. And it's frustrating because, you know, each mission's like, what, 15, 20 minutes at a time. So then suddenly five hours have passed. And I'm like, oh, God, rocket Wait, stone. why is it six in the morning? Yeah, it's literally. Excellent. Uh, so 
For a little background on the show itself, we cover all sorts of different topics, gaming news, technology, dinosaurs, boats, and whatever we can find inside Dusty Squirrel hordes of knowledge we scrounge up around the internet. We, we hope foremost is that you find these entertaining, educational, or at least distracting enough to help you through whatever it is you're multitasking while you listen to us ramble. Or just to, you know, help you through the existential crisis that is being alive currently. By the way, yeah, don't really let it set that in. that homework assignment soon. We, yeah. we know about it. You've been putting it off for too long. Yeah, your 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 teachers called us. <laughs> be, be good. I will call your mother. I'll send chat GPT to call your mother. Because that's <laughs> the first topic of the week. We're talking about <laughs> AI. Uh, it's an it's an episode we've discussed for a while now, and we're going to target it from a couple of bullet points. We're going to get AI for good, AI for evil, and both in the gaming and out of the gaming space. I think it's an it's really it's it's the big buzzword everybody's talking about, uh, but it is doing some really cool and unique stuff. So what we've done is we've all uh, come up with something unique that we've seen or found that has to do with AI when it comes to the game development space. Uh, I'm going to jump in at first. I think something that's going really well as far as um, ethical, useful, and helpful implementation of AI to game development is on upscaling and light pathing and ray pathing, uh, ray tracing. One of the things that we did to prepare for the show was took some footage of the same chamber in the original portal and Portal RTX, uh, both running on an uh, 11, 9, Intel 11900K and an uh, NVIDIA uh, RTX 3080 Ti. Not necessarily to compare the frame rates because ray tracing with much more high resolution shaders is uh, gonna not gonna be a comparable load. But what we wanted to look at is, aside from the fancy walls looking nicer, what was the real difference? And it's really refreshing to see that it's possible to feed an older game like Portal, which came out in the early 2000s. I believe 2007. Right. Published by a bunch of kids from MIT who impressed Gabe Newell. How well that can upscale to a more modern game experience with very little effort. Now, do I think it's going to lead to low effort churn out reproductions of all of our nostalgia for the sake of selling it to us for more money? Of course I do. But do I think they're going to accidentally get a couple of them really right? Oh, yeah. Also, there's going to yeah. be bangers out there. I'm willing to bet if Nintendo's developers had their thumbs to tortured devices and were forced to speak we would find out that a couple of the uh, Game Boy Advance games that we're getting remasters of on the Switch, one that I'm really excited about, Mario versus Donkey Kong, the toy-based oh. side-scroller, mm -hmm. that's getting a complete remaster coming out on the Switch this year. Oh, I didn't even hear about that. Mm -hmm. I'd be willing to bet that AI had some sort of something to do with making that project easier on the back end. And I'd love to see it come to basically give us more resources on story and an exciting and interesting gameplay loop because you don't have to spend dev time on making sure the lighting works right because we are going to get better and better, more powerful AI powered 
lighting mm-hmm. and uh, fog effects and smart physics, etc. Which right. kind of and- touches on what I was thinking about it as well mm-hmm. for AI with games, bug testing and repair, which in the last episode, my whole gripe with early access is you're using me as a free bug tester. Mm-hmm. Um, AI could absolutely go through games and they're, they're you know, jump 3,000 times, things like that, and find the issues. When does the glitch happen? Stuff like that. How I many feel wheels like... of cheese does it take to break the city? Yeah, <laughs> stupid. It's stupid stuff like that. Yeah, but I feel like that would cause a lot of, it would be easier for devs then. Mm-hmm. It would be easier at least to test like, uh, low hanging like fruit pers- yeah the lo- yeah like glitching the, through maps the things that like they that have the brute force right testing code for right i don't know if you've ever like tested a piece of software you have to write like thousands of lines of testing code yeah just to test edge cases and stuff which for video games like you'll still need human testers because there's always going to be that one guy who finds the one spot on the map where if you hit it with the special sword it creates infinite money or the thing that happened in halo infinite where if you punched the uh uh wet floor sign it It infinitely split exploded into uh game breaking levels i will treasure the clip i have of that for the rest of my days (laughs) that is my favorite bug footage i've ever recorded in any video game uh but i think it it would allow for the human testing team to more effectively test if you can have the ai walk into a firing range pick up all of the guns fire them at dummies and then have a different machine learning or ai powered model analyze the debug and log data well now your human testers can go hunt the map for weird exploits that they need to close right and which yeah no like you can have the AI uh, test like the timing between shot fired and shot hit mm-hmm. to basically be like, hey, is damage registering as it should? Exactly. There's yeah. all sorts of testing yeah. that can be done um, and stress testing that can be done as well. I'd like to see where AI, where we go as far as games learning from player behavior. That's something that is, is, I think, a matter of time. A game that learns from you and actually gets harder because it's watching oh God, what you're imagine doing. Imagine the horror games that you could come out with. Oh, wait for the so, wait till Dark Souls does it. Go ahead, Shane. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that actually plays into what I wanted to do for my topic. Go for it. Uh, I mean, we've seen this in games since Left 4 Dead. Uh, the AI director. Yeah. In Left 4 Dead. Mm-hmm. But that's only getting more powerful now. So now it's not just, oh, they've gone a while without taking damage. Now it's, ah, okay. They're doing really well. They're calling in this. They're not really using up all their ammo. As a whole, the community, because uh, Helldivers 2 just came out. So I'm going to use this as an example because they use this system. Yeah. Paired with a human director, like a human game master. The AI analyzes the gameplay of every person playing Helldivers and will basically make the missions harder. Um, will 
impose like negative effects or positive effects on the entire game as a whole mm -hmm. and also in your own games do exactly what left for dead used to do where hey it looks like you haven't gotten into a gunfight for a while let's fix that <laughs> i feel like it you would seem be fun too for comfortable. games uh yeah, it, well, exactly by like the um dark pictures and things like that like yeah. with house of ashes and everything um because they already in in until dawn attempted to make it like it, it, you would go through and you had to select because jordan i'm pretty sure jordan hasn't played any of this because he's bad with the spooky games i'm a big um, baby he's your big baby you're gonna play um, until dawn, in, in until PC, dawn right? No, I, I highly doubt Jordan can play those games genuinely. No. I like I, up there with Boomer. I'm up um, there with Boomer. I'm Boomer's playing. definitely playing until dawn. When but, it comes to well, yeah. In the, the difference the between me and him is I'm not willing to do that to myself. <laughs> Sammy. In the beginning of the game, you had to select like what are you more scared of, like spiders or snakes and things like that. And then the game was oh, supposed to that. cater. Oh, <laughs> all of that. <laughs> Everything about that. Cater to your fears. Absolutely not. You are such a baby. It came up a couple of times in Until Dawn, like, oh, look, It would just wow. have, like, you pick up a skull, and if you picked up <laughs> spiders instead of snakes or cockroaches or something, then cockroaches would come pouring out of the skull or snakes, you yeah. know. Thanks, it I that. hate it. It's not that good, but you're scared of bugs. Yes. I mean. Oh, no, yes. I know you're scared of bugs, actually. I'm we sorry. talked about this <laughs> when we talked about the cicadas. That's oh right. god, Which, Before uh, I start sorry. thinking about that, let's talk uh, about good uses of AI outside of gaming. That's a good fact. Uh, bread machine. We can talk about the bread machine. Tell me about this AI bread machine. So, uh... You said it can cure cancer? No. <laughs> Bit of a leap, maybe eventually. No, it identifies cancer cells. Um, and makes the machine... bread? Yes, it, yeah, sure. If that's what you want it to do, I bet you can program it to do that. <laughs> I, I don't understand how it's a bread machine. It's a cat. It was a machine that was initially, uh, or like a program, I should say, that was initially made um, for a bakery. They had like a bunch of different kinds of things, and it was tedious or difficult for people to like decipher, like, is this a crawler or a turnover kind of thing? And so they just scan the baked good underneath this camera. The camera reads it and goes, all right, that's a bear claw. And it was it was instantaneous. And so then somebody else took that same program and used it to scan different cells. And it is able to detect cancer cells, which is huge. That is OK. So it's computer vision software. That's yeah. amazing. Which yeah. is, it's That's so neat. So cool. I believe a bakery in Tokyo, if, if I'm right. I that think it was a bakery cool. in Toko, Tokyo, and it's just a guy, the guy who owns the bakery developed the program just like on his side time because he thought, this will help. And then now, yeah, it's helping way more than you'll ever fucking know. <laughs> like, that's insane. Super nice. cool. That's, that's one good use in my mind that I think is a very good use. How about you, Shane? What do you think outside of gaming? I mean, I don't have any really good examples, I guess. You don't have any cancer bread? No, I don't have cancer bread, but I, I have stuff it could Yeah, how the, how the hell do you follow that up? Yeah, Sorry, you really I'm just going to go last. Sorry. Like, <laughs> my, my whole thing is like, 
I, I think AI is going to be. I, I maybe helping kids in school, like not write papers, but like as a research well, tool. The, yeah, as a research tool or like if that you have to kids me doing... teeters on being bad. Well, it that depends, sounds like right? Replacement for teachers. It depends. OK, think about this, though. You're you're a kid in math class, right? You just went over. Uh, you're in calculus. You just went over like differential equations, that kind of shit. And now you have homework to do. You have to do this many problems. Well, the AI looks at how long it's taking you to solve those problems, what you're using, and will tone the problems accordingly while also recording for the teacher hey, this is where the students have been struggling. Like the majority of students, this is where this student struggled. This is where this student struggled. Like you need to touch on these. Use I it can definitely see that. Yeah, and I can use it as a, um, mm -hmm. not a replacement for teachers, but obviously as, as an aid. And an aid. Yeah. Like a per everybody's got a personalized teacher's aid. Which would be great. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's similar things like with issues in science, children aren't properly understanding, you know, the periodic table memorization things like that i feel like you could use ai to develop even like almost like side quest games side, you know little yeah. things there for kids but i do feel like that really teeters on the edge of teachers not teachers but school boards realizing hey this is already helping them anyways why don't we just they're already not paying teachers enough first of all Right. Like, I feel like they could realize they can pay the AI a lot less is I think that yeah. is a, a good use. But I feel like that can immediately get switched to an evil use very quickly. Fair. And, and again, mm -hmm. I'm not saying it from an evil standpoint. Like, aha, we oh. use this. Well, we're going to get to that next. Yeah, I was AI just for saying evil is next. Yeah. Uh, no, but it's a really interesting thought because I that's what Apple sold Siri as. Apple sold Siri as being pretty f***ing smart. And, yeah, I do remember. Yeah. And, and uh, all of our phone assistants are completely useless. But as we get closer, <laughs> so Google uh, Google is built making sure that, they're, that the chips on the Pixel 8, Pixel, and later generations all have onboard AI compute cores. Apple's new silicon for the iPhone has onboard compu uh, uh, AI compute cores. Samsung's new phones all have onboard AI compute cores as the technology for them becomes more efficient and as we really start realizing that there's a reason my phone costs a thousand dollars yeah it's because it's a thousand dollar computer in my pocket that is virtually always connected to the internet so as these tools become more widely available and more and more capable of running locally because Apple's starting to hint that that the next iPhone is going to run a local, local large language model. Hmm. And when it comes to helping digest information, that's really where AI stands out. My AI for good is one that I found a couple of weeks ago that I think I wrote up. There's a blog. There might be a blog uh, in one of the buzzwords of the week uh, news posts on the website. There is a seismic monitoring company that has developed a tool that listens to micro vibrations in the concrete and uses an AI tra a trained Sorry. AI 
know to listen for cracks in concrete on skyscrapers. Oh. It knows what a crack that even we can't hear sends that vibration through the stone. And it's been trained on a database of what cracking stone sounds like. And it can detect that at like a micro level. And it my thought and just it based runs on, on what you just a, said. It runs on a button cell battery. And you can put it on bridges and you can put it on skyscrapers and it's cheap as fuck. Imagine the medical uses you can do for things. I never considered it like listening to things like that. Yeah. So when it comes but to organizing and parsing data, that's where it shines. I think everybody gets caught up on generative AI. But yeah. when it comes to AI, the real power is in parsing data. It's not AI writing code. It's not AI reproducing art. It's AI taking a look at data in a way that the human brain is currently not fast enough to keep up with. Yeah. Imagine medically if there were like kiosks in hospital waiting rooms where you mark all your symptoms, you can put your finger on the little heartbeat thing, the detector, all that oh, kind of stuff. Oh, you're getting dangerously close to idiocracy now. I know, but like... The thing says you're f***ed up. It checks like... It, I feel like you could even use it to help narrow down for a lot of different specialist issues. I know a lot of people struggle to see specialists for an yes. array of medical issues. You can mark all of these problems that you're known to have... And it can narrow down, at least, a totally. lot of the different issues. Blood samples it can go through, everything like that. Use the cancer bread. Use and the cancer bread. Use the cancer bread. I feel like, yeah, it, you're right. People get hooked up on AI, because AI is horrible. Moving on to the next subject. Yeah, let's talk about how horrible generative AI is. Replacing human creativity is Shame. not something AI can do. Sorry, go. Yeah. I was just gonna add on to that. Can you imagine, like, think think about like a big Hero Six with Baymax? Yeah. The AI looks at you and goes, "Ah, you have this disease. You need to uh, go see this specialist. That specialist has been alerted, and an appointment has been made for you." Yeah, I mean, imagine medical issues that people don't even realize they have. Yeah. And this, or, this robot scans you, and it's like, "Hey, you got the tism. Go." <laughs> Or your boss could install a com AI-powered computer vision that watches the surveillance cameras that are at your work that are supposed to be there to cover your ass in case something the goes wrong. The uses for OSHA and instead, would be huge. Oh, yeah. I know they, they would be. But, you know, looking at the AI for evil, what's really going to happen? Oh, McDonald's, yeah. No, you're McDonald's right. is going to just automatically... Then AI is going to fire you if it sees you... Or the Amazon, oh, the Amazon warehouse... <laughs> They're actually using it there at the oh. Amazon where, yeah, the Amazon warehouses This is why they're like absolute fucking hell holes to work oh, for. I worked at an Amazon warehouse. It was yeah. absolutely horrible. So they have a really high quality surveillance system that is monitored by computer vision, by machine learning powered computer vision that Good. watches you across the computers doing your job. Yikes. And corroborates I, that against your scan time things. 
Yeah, Which Amazon. Were, those things suck. It, it is was a absolutely remarkable. The human rights violations that they're getting away with because we're being governed by people who don't know how to open a PDF unassisted are actually horrifying. The scan you had to scan at certain speeds and stuff. One of the worst things that I personally experienced is we hired a girl who was deaf, and that's totally fine. Obviously, I speak sign language. I speak it. I speak sign language. Wow. Um, But uh, so she comes in for her first like three shifts, and she has a translator that comes with her, and the translator basically just sits uh, in a chair off to the side, and anytime needs she needs you know translating, she comes over and she helps. Suddenly, after the third shift, that translator never showed up again. And I'm on the line next to this girl at one point. And she's frustrated, clearly. And I signed over to her. I introduced myself. And she shocked. And was like, oh, holy shit, you know, signed? And I'm like, yeah, a little. You're going very fast right now, though. Slow the hell down. <laughs> like, we are chatting. And my manager comes over. And he sees that I'm talking with her. And he's like, holy crap, you know sign language. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like can you be her translator? And I'm like, are you going to pay me to be a translator? And I then I asked where her translator is. And he was like, I don't know. She was pro- provided by whatsoever thing. And she just stopped showing up. And we haven't been able to find a new one. Can you, if I just, whenever I need to talk to her, can I call you over and you can translate for me to her? And I was like, unless you are going to offer me the pay of a translator, absolutely not. I will continue to talk to her and socialize with her and do it like for her benefit as much as possible. But you have the ability to write things down and you're paying me nothing as it is. So, right. No. (laughs) But yeah. And that's the whole thing. Sorry. I was trying to make a joke in between there, but. Then we got into actual human rights violations. Well, no, because it's essentially worker 2235. (laughs) You have taken more than your allotted five-minute break. You are over by 0.0001% of second. Social credit deducted. This infraction has been been noted and dispatched to management. Resume resume work before you are terminated. They didn't right. like bathroom breaks, so there was um, yes, right, people a lot of breaks. There was um, like a big, basically like a alarm sound in the building, and when it was time for your first 15 minute, it would go off. Everyone takes it at the same time, and you all go out, you take your 15 minute, that's when you're supposed to use the bathroom and everything, and then when it goes oh, off again, you go back to work. Let me ask a stupid question that I know already know. I'm sure I already know the answer to. There is absolutely no f- way that there is enough toilets for everybody to all go to the bathroom at the same time oh no there no absolutely not and it sucked too because that siren was like the start of your 15 and it was a pretty large warehouse so if you were at the farther of the back like if you're a smoker you're in the farther back area and you want to go to the smoking area up front five of your minutes were walking to and from to get to that area like it, yeah, it, it was not yeah it was a terrible job also there was no heating and cooling in the facility so during winter, you know, you've got the giant bay, the truck bays open. It's cold as hell. And they would basically just say, well, you should be wearing a better jacket. And it was like, how about like years? What was it in the summer? Like, oh, we're sorry. It's hot. Wear less clothes. You're allowed to wear shorts. Ah. <laughs> like, wow. Wow. Thanks. And according, it's, sorry, my boyfriend's good. It's fiance. Um, 
there has been multiple studies done about this. Wearing pants versus wearing shorts actually does not change you um, being any warmer or cooler. Um, like, yeah, you know what changes? I... In air conditioning. <laughs> Shade, actually... what's your AI for evil? Yeah, what's your go for um, it? I was just gonna bring up the fucking finals and their AI voice generation and the fact that game companies seem to think that this shit is okay now. Mm. That's yeah, again, which is yeah, anything that again, a uh, human I'm creativity. Sammy's human rights violations now. <laughs> <laughs> so again, no matter what I say, it's just gonna go. Oh, he didn't look at the topic well enough because he came up with. Video game voices. No, but that's it's it's, it's not that's not the point. topic. The topic is human beings are being replaced by really shitty facsimile of human can, voices. Can you imagine if somebody, people lost their jobs over this? It's can stupid. You imagine if Baldur's Gate, right? Oh, we, it, I can because it's gonna it happen. It wouldn't be the game that it is. We're gonna get a terrible AI-powered clone. This and please Absolutely. don't. But can you imagine if they brought in like Neil Newman and all everybody else had them say like ten lines of actual dialogue? But the and then they took the rest of it and went thank you, and then the rest of it is all generated by AI. It would sound like it's, those fucking AI generations of the presidents playing Call of Duty. It's to the perfect fair, segue hilarious. to my AI for evil. This week. A finance executive in Hong Kong is in very hot water. Oh, no. He received an email from the CFO of his big investment bank firm that he worked for to send a $25 million wire to whatever bank account, which is a normal-sized transaction at in investment banking. Mm. It came in at a weird time of day, so he asked, he's like, hey, can we just hop on a video call, double-check? The, 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 the team responsible for this deep faked his CFO and four other board members voice and video and did a zoom call with him. Oh my God. He sent a $25 million wire transfer to the account they gave him. Followed up with the CFO in the office three days later. He said, oh, hey, I sent that wire. Can you email me a confirmation? The CFO says, what fucking wire, asshole? What do you mean $25 million? And it turned out that the whole thing was, um, that whole video conference was deepfaked. Which and, um, this is poor, terrifying. This poor employee is... Oh, he is completely fucked. It's not his fault. It's uh, yeah, but he's in Hong Kong. Do you know how many uh, yeah. other dudes do his job in Hong Kong at, that want yeah, a job enough. that okay. that aren't going to cost the company twenty five million dollars because okay. they got scammed by a deep fake? You know, or do you keep this guy because he's never going to trust any video call he's ever on again? Oh no, God no! He he's going to be your most secure employee. That's yeah. like a big for, like example of it, but I'm sure. Actually, I'm not even just sure. I've heard of it. Where it's similar things are happening to like people's parents and grandparents. Yes, where it's happening it's, a lot. They're using people's voices saying, Mom, Dad, I'm in the hospital. I need you to send me money or I'm in jail. You need to bail me out. And yeah, especially if you have a big working. online presence where okay. there's a lot of audio recordings of your voice available on the Internet. I mean, look what happened with Taylor Swift. Well, you know, well, thank 
I don't want to say thank God it happened to her, but because it happened to her, it looks like legislation might actually come out of it well, because it became thing. such news. Shane? That's fair. If, if that, sorry, I keep interrupting. I'm you're sorry. Good. No, no, you're no. not. You're fine. Um, We're ranting. <laughs> I I imagine that if like that kind of shit happened, like obviously, dear God, I hope something like what happened to Taylor Swift doesn't happen to my my family. That would be both Horrible. mentally scarring and horrifying. Yeah. Um. Nobody needs that. Can you imagine? Like, I get a text from my mom. Like, hey, like, are you like I move out? Get a text from my mom. Like, oh my god, are you okay? I unironically like, I, said a passphrase, like an actual like question answer with my parents when I heard the first like when I started seeing convincing deep fix mm -hmm. and voice reproduction. I actually like unironically called my parents and said, if I am ever actually asking you for money, we need, to, you need to ask me and I'm going to give you. Yeah, that, that'd be the best way to do it. I mean, other, yeah. otherwise the fact that I, if I ever need that help, like, unless I'm like out of the country or like in a different state, I, I'll just drive over here and talk to them about it. Right. But the, the risk is not necessarily our parents. The risk is... Well, the risk is, like, grandparents. Grandparents. The, the old people yeah. who are the target of, like, phishing scams. And, and romance scams. Cousin, My cousin oh, fell into one of these scams. Uh, you know, the... You need to go get Google Play cards. Oh, the and, Google Play card. Uh, Why are you redeeming? Yeah, she... My cousin... Oh God, I pray to God no news place actually takes any of her calls and takes this seriously. Oh, she no. is convinced. Oh, yeah, no. my family is very crazy. Oh no, are the um, hackers She in is her convinced that there is a new software out there that hypnotizes people over the phone. Because she not only just went to a JCPenney's, she went to a Target and a Walmart and I believe another store as well. Oh, I think she went I to read four this. total. This is sell by Stephen King. And got a couple thousand a dollars book. worth of That's these cards book. out. And she managed to, mm -hmm. you know, she called and reported and everything. She only got like $200 back or something like that. Yeah. She is called radio shows. She is called news places. She is convinced that there is oh, no. hypnotizing things out there that they she's she's racist. So she says bad things uh, oh, that I'm God. sure to repeat. No. But she says that it is, you know, a certain demographic of people out in this world um, are trying to take advantage of. Yeah. Um, no, not. No, uh, worse. She's got a bad. Uh, oh, Middle Eastern. God. <laughs> Uh, Middle Eastern people, it's rough. The words are rough. I hate that they still use them. I, oh Lord. But to yeah, fair, like uneducated, uneducated country bumpkins still have some money. And the problem like, is they have like actual, actually sometimes quite a bit of money because they don't fucking spend it on it. And when you're using generative AI for this, you can do it at scale. Mm. You're not making the calls. You have a computer running a model making the calls. Yeah. And this, I got news for you. Your bank account go up. There's large language models that'll run on potatoes. Oh, yeah. I'm running a local large language model here just to help me write box text for my D&D game. <laughs> By the way, absolutely amazing at it. Yeah. Hey, I Pick forgot. that up to the good news. Oh, keeping for D&D. Yep. Um, 
here's the the other like it's funny that like your cousin went to like a bunch of different stores i'm guessing bought like eight thousand dollars worth of google play cards or i whatever think it was like a total of like like three or four thousand yeah but you know most of those stores like if they see that stuff they're their employees... not supposed to let you oh, buy that we... Yeah, but they're paying the cashier seven dollars and fifty cents an know hour. What happens is over They'll the phone now. They specifically request that. that you go to the self checkouts, and that's why they ask you to go to multiple stores now as well. Yeah, because the self checkout, you're allowed to buy these cards, but they have like a limit of like five hundred dollars, yeah. yeah. and that's why they ask you to go to all these different locations. And they they over the phone. I, I've seen it in like the Kit Boga videos. Uh, where they specifically say, do not talk to any of the employees, do mm -hmm. not talk to anyone at a checkout line, go to a self-checkout, only get like $499, and then you need to go to the other location. So they're, Do not they're... mention the phone, do not mention the yeah. call, do not mention Microsoft, like they, they go... They if you're listening and you're not and 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 a lot of this sounds new to you, you should look into Kitbo, uh, Kitboda, or Kitboga, Kitboga. On, yep, on YouTube also uh, scammer payback on YouTube mm -hmm. is great. Uh, Pierogi does a really great job of uh, quick intro and breakdown. He explains the scam, and he's learned a bunch of Hindi. Oh, that's fun! I didn't oh, know that. Oh yeah, that's... he gets on like and he starts like insulting them in Hindi, and they freak out. They like just lose their minds. Kit Boga has created fake Target websites. Fake banking yeah. websites, fake everything. So well, he's a really talented, very oh, talented yeah. hacker. Like he's incredibly good. He is, and I, I love Bank of America site. Are you Kit? Are you the Kit? Are you Boga Kit Boga? His um, we'll, we'll, one last thing, we'll, and then we're gonna pivot over to the rabbit hole hour. But he has a great video where he worked with the guy who made that unbeatable password game. Where it just mm. randomly generates new uh, new criteria for your password that are like more and more absurd. Like your yes. password must contain uh, a date in ASCII format with the capital of Missouri and the solution to this chess puzzle. And every time you beat it, it adds another layer of obfuscation. And he created what looks like it's, it's supposed to be a password reset service for... Like a twenty thousand dollar Bitcoin receipt. Oh my god! Oh boy, so he set it as the password reset to a twenty thousand dollar Bitcoin wallet, um, and he caught like a hundred people in it. Oh wow! Like he had one user who spent over a hundred hours. Boy, I mean, and that's a hundred hours not calling someone. Yeah. That's true. That's it, it, there's. Anyway, it's a great video. It's a great watch. We'll try to remember to link it, but YouTube keeps nuking anything I put with a link in it. Yeah, it's not letting us link. I I keep saying my link is in the bio. It's not. It's uh, not. YouTube hates links apparently. Yeah, it's not letting me. I'm. I gotta keep messing around with it more. Yep. So but, yeah. Hyperfixation hour. Yes. Is something we can switch to. Absolutely. So this is a section of the show that we add in every week. Uh, the all, all of us love finding neat little rabbit holes of knowledge. Uh, we find all sorts of strange stuff on the internet and in our news feeds. So we carved out a little space in the show to give ourselves and when we have them, our guests, a platform to share something interesting about something they've found recently. Uh, Shane, do you want to go first with yours this week? Yeah. So uh, 
consider all of you in any ties to like historical aviation. Mm -hmm. uh, there is. I've heard of it. Yeah. Get the timer. A company called Deep Sea Vision out of South Carolina um, has produced some undersea scans um, from the area about 100 miles away from Howland Island, um, which has revealed what they think would be Amelia Earhart's Lockheed 10 Electra. So That's an airplane, it, chat. Yes, it's a twin-engine airplane. And for those of you who don't know why that, if you don't know who Amelia Earhart is, hi, how's your, how's puberty going? Um, How was the coma? You've killed George. Oh, much. good. You're finally awake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I caught you trying to cross the border with the horse thief. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so Amelia Earhart, obviously, aviator, went missing trying to circumnavigate the globe. Her and her navigator um, were headed for Howland Island when they disappeared back in 1937. No one knows what the hell happened to them. No one's been able to find any record or wreckage of their plane and every time they think they find something somebody goes nah that ain't it there's like some little well the one time that I know they thought they found it in the past like the paint scheme was off or there was a chip somewhere that like wasn't in the plane I know they found wouldn't... a skeleton in the past as well but then decided it wasn't her and then got rid of it and now they are thinking that skeleton was her yeah Everybody Which knows she AI. was abducted by aliens and she's going to be found by Captain Janeway and the crew of Voyager in like 400 years in the, Del in the Delta Quadrant. Don't be stupid. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's definitely what's happening. But if it is her plane, it at least gives us some, you know. Closure? Yeah. Uh, I will say the depth of the plane... Um, if you actually look at the scans, it's it's real blurry. It looks like it could be vaguely plane shaped, but it is also those, 4, are, the, those are the same words deeper. I used. Yeah. Um, it is four thousand feet deeper than the Titanic. I mean, oh, wow. that's really deep. Things like that. Yeah. Also, uh, don't send any subs down to look at it. <laughs> no, don't do it. He's oh. James Cameron, the bravest pioneer. <laughs> but yeah. Um, that is super cool. Yeah. It's I just, hope I they do, can get a scan down of it at least. I, if they get one of those high 3D scans like they did a Titanic and they find it's like, oh my God, that is actually Amelia Earhart's plane. If I can tack on just for a second what I yeah. heard about the Amelia Earhart situation. B. Um, I know that at the time they had released her. Um, oh. It's okay. Can I? You can okay. finish. Yeah. They had released um, what channel that her last uh, broadca broadcasts were coming off on. And they were requesting that everyone in the world who is able to just, you know, check the radio. And there's been this other uh, group of people who were interested on in this because apparently there were a lot of people reporting that they were hearing things on this channel. And they did a... Um, it, it, they, there was like certain areas where it was like clear where they were hearing her... And her her actual like planes tag and everything, 
and saying where she, her like where her coordinates is and where she needs help and things. And then they were able to like triangulate that to that exact island that you mentioned, which is on line to where she's meant to be. Yeah. And then they also figured out that um, based on the times where everybody was reporting receiving these signals from her, they um, like did they use some kind of programming to figure out like at, at that time what the tides were like. And they coincide perfectly of when tide was low. So the the thought is that she crashed her plane, and it was just far off enough enough into the water, and she only was able to send radio signals when she was able to get to the plane and start it, because they had to actually you know yeah. push the yeah. propellers, and it, it like lined up perfectly with that. And so it's it's a, a sad death too, because then you know. She was reaching out for help. She was expecting somebody to come and help. And she most likely starved to death. Or, you know, her, a crash. her and her navigator. Yeah, he her was and there, her navigator. He was there too, yeah. But that that begs the question of if he crashed her plane during low tide on this, on Howland Island. Yeah. Mm. How the fuck did it end up in 16,000 feet of water? Well, that's if this is the plane. That's the question. That's fair. Yep. Um... We'll but yeah, it's yeah. it's spooky. It is. Oh man, yes. Yeah. What's uh, your? Uh, let me put three minutes back on the board. And uh, what is your topic for the week? Uh, in scientific news. Like how uh, you wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> in the notes, all I wrote is megalodon long. Um, so <laughs> in scientific news, I sent you guys some photos. Um, in the episode ideas of oh, the different types of sharks. So. Basically, in all images that you see, like for uh, of megalodon being portrayed, they're kind of like chunky, thick boys. Um, initially, megalodon was thought to reach about thirty feet um, and have, you know, more of like a rounder body. But now uh, we have a uh, new paper on the video came for, out and uh, released the video watchers that um, instead of looking like more like a great white shark is what we kind of were assuming, which by the way, uh, we did find out quite a few years ago, they're not related to white sharks. Um, they actually look more like Mako sharks, which is the more pointy photo uh, I sent you. They're a lot more narrow, like streamlined. And our newest guess now is that they were actually 36 feet on, uh, on average. So it's, it's very difficult and it, the reason that these things are always evolving is the like the fossilization process itself is insane, mm -hmm. um, and it's even more difficult when you don't got bones, you know, <laughs> like you megalodons, no things like that, uh, cartilage, skeletons, it's got a lot of teethies, things like though. that. That yeah, it, jaws and teeth are what. All, but we were actually able, I believe, it was based off of like a cartilage fossils that we it, it, like line work basically that you could see. Uh, but yeah, this newspaper now, we're saying that they are much longer and more related to like Mako sharks, hmm. which is fun. Streamlined fast fast boys, which I do need to clarify to anybody out there who thinks this. Megalodons are dead. Please stop thinking they're out in the ocean. I have it on good authority they, that they still they, exist. They, Jason, Jason Statham. Statham. Oh yeah, Jason God. Statham has, has, has assured me that there is at least one Megalodon alive. Those movies were so frustrating for me because like, not even just the fact that it was portrayed so insanely large and unrealistic, but you're t it was the aggression. It's the, the shark. 
the shark holding a grudge against these people and be like, yeah, just like Jaws. And then killing, like, like it, it, it bite, you know, like in the Jurassic World, where it's it's not hunting to for food, it's hunting it's for, sport. for sport. Shut yeah. up! Shut the <laughs> fuck up! That's not how any of this works. It's so, I well, as someone who loves paleontology, like Jurassic the Jurassic Park movies are very frustrating. Obviously, because of the raptors and everything like that. But also, just I do enjoy them. I still love them. But God, it's so. The Jurassic World had the opportunity to do better, <laughs> and they didn't. No, oh, no, no. We're we're gonna let her go. This is entertaining. No, just shut up. Do you want to wait until next week, or do you want a bonus three minutes on Jurassic Park now? No, I'm waiting till next week. Okay. We, I have. I can go. I can make that a fucking that rabbit be a hole whole episode. Oh just, God. I will have. I will Jurassic have photos World. and everything. I get so yeah. Anyway, J- uh, Jason. All right. <laughs> Mine is, let me get my timer going. This week, we've got two cybersecurity stories that you may have heard about that aren't real and can't hurt you. (laughs) The first is very hilarious and just shows the raw power of rumors on the internet. Um, Recently, I, I think it was like Monday or Tuesday of this week. Somehow, a rumor got started on the internet that somebody had installed uh, a botnet malware, which is basically malware that it's like a Russian sleeper agent from a bad 80s movie. Um, Everything's fine. Your device does what it's supposed to do until somebody says the secret activation phrase. And then, like Meg and Family Guy, they just like get up and walk out and do the thing they're supposed to do. So it was rumored that somebody had installed... This this uh, DDoS uh, malware that would, when activated, cause two or three million electric toothbrushes to simultaneously call the same website and just like bring the website down. Uh, it turns out it's not true. The rumor references a company making a statement that they never made, and the electric toothbrushes in in question do not speak directly to the internet. They communicate data over Bluetooth to a phone, which then uploads data to the internet through the app. So Maybe wrap your toothbrush in foil. Just you do case. not need a Faraday cage around your toothbrush. Your toothbrushes <laughs> cannot hurt you. The other one that really, really grinds my gears is HP printer cartridges. HP has a chip on their printer cartridges that confirm hi i'm a real hp cartridge and you can trust me because i was made by hp who cares about you and any printer cartridge that isn't made by hp either has no chip or has a chip that says hi there i'm totally that other guy (laughs) and hp printers have a process where they check this chip to make sure it's there before they tell you whether or not they can use that printer ink has nothing to do with physical compatibility with the cartridge that you put in. They want to make sure that that chip is there. Why is Mm. that? Because somebody could hijack the process that they use to verify that that chip is there to inject malware into your home network. This is an actual thing said by the CEO of Hewlett Packard Printers in an interview on CNBC last week. What? Wow. In the same interview where this man called people who buy printers and don't print very often, bad investments. And he wants the future of HP to move towards printing as a service. And the reason 
that they have this security chip on their printers is for your safety. Because otherwise, the security research team that they hired says somebody could use the printers to install malware on your network because of the process that they put in there where they check the chip. This has, this has big, you got ghosts in your blood, kid. Do cocaine about it vibes. Yeah. So I have I a great solution for HP. Don't put the fucking chip on the cartridge and just let my HP printer accept any cartridge that physically fits the slot and injects ink into the right place. Yeah, but then, then they but don't then I might the give money. somebody else my money, and I might become an even worse investment. Yeah, and you don't spend eighty fucking dollars on printer cartridges. Exactly. So until next time, Shane. Any the last parting words for our lovely audience? Seriously, please. Somebody knows how to get songs stuck out of some out of your head, please. <laughs> I listened to the song 30 times. Like I just put it on repeat. Yeah, that's not gonna help because that's just gonna cause me to learn it. The problem is it, I'm singing it to myself constantly. Oh no. It, it's also, all over, just but... as an aside, go watch Hasbun Hotel. Alright, Sammy. It's good. Uh, well, I'm going to say it again. You can check out my link tree because maybe this week I'll be able to get it in the bio finally. Uh, if you want to check out, I sell D&D uh, &D dice and things like that. Other fun crafts. Uh, my socials will be there, too, if you're interested. If anything, the links will be on Spotify. Excellent. And I'm Jort. You can check out more at jorts.tech. Feel free to write the show with questions of your own or corrections for us or lovely, lovely hate mail to podcast at jorts.tech. Until next time, we'll see you later. Bye.